Okay, we are up to Divrei Hayamim Aleph Perachaf, the 20th parak, and this parak is really a continuation of the previous parak. The previous parak, remember, we saw, we learned that Nachash, the king of Ammon, died, and his son had uh, taken uh, taken over, and David and Melech sent messengers to be Menachem, and uh, the advisors thought that they were coming just to spy. So Ammon had to, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the nation of Ammon uh, was getting ready to fight, and they hired um, the Aram to help them, and Aram was defeated, and they left, and uh, Yoav went home, because he knew that there'll be another time to take care of, uh, of Ammon. And this parak is where he takes care of Ammon. Um, uh, later on in the year, he gets together, and he surrounds the city, and uh, he, as the details are in Sefer Shmuel, Sefer uh, Shmuel uh, Beis, that he asked David to come and finish off the job, and and they um, uh, destroy uh Amon in a uh, unique way so that no one else uh, starts up. Really a lesson to others. Uh, maybe there were others that wanted to start up and they, they uh, wanted to make sure that there were no more um, attacks. David Melech again, is laying the groundwork for the base of Migdash, so therefore he, uh, he gets rid of the nation of Amon. And then the parak ends with uh, a repeat of some of the giants uh, that were defeated by Klal Yisrael and that takes us through the wars that are listed here. Okay, and this parak is part of the beginning of Parak Yud Aleph. Again, which parak is this uh, parallel to? This is interesting, because the beginning of Parak Yud Aleph starts off the same Pasuk. Well, well, first, let's see the first Pasuk here. It was by the the Tshuva, where the, uh, the another cycle of the year. Another cycle of the year. It was the summer. The Mefari says, There was plenty of grass for the horses that were going to be on uh, in the battle. In the time that kings go out, and it's nice weather. Yoav leads the army. He destroys Amon. He, he uh, battles and encircles Rabbah, their capital city. David sitting in Yerushalayim. And Yoav defeats uh, Rabbah. If you look in uh, Shmuel Beis, in Parak Yudalaf, we have the same Pasuk to start. Uh, there it says David sent Yoav but then all of a sudden we have a story that's not here the whole story of David and Bathsheba right? Paragud Aleph is all about David and Bathsheba and Paragud Beis right? the, the, the marshal of the, of the Kifsas Harash and Dawson says to David and then all of a sudden after that whole story which is not listed here which we've learned because this stafer is all about the godless and the covet of David that shouldn't be listed here after that whole story, then it goes back at the end of Barakid Bays about back to the war with Ammon, uh, and that's what's listed here. Just that, that those two prakim, without the uh, Bacheva story in the middle, are combined here. So, again, let's read the Psukim. So it was Lechuba Sashana, when it was a good time to attack. Yoav leads the charge, uh, the army. He destroys Ammon, and David is sitting in Yerushalayim. What was David sitting in Yerushalayim for? That is interesting. It says that both here and in Shmuel. Usually we assume that a king is always the first one, the first one out to battle. The king wages the wars. The king wages the wars of Klai Yisrael. If you look in the Rambam, the Rambam uh, has Sefer Malachim. It's usually just called Sefer Malachim, but it's really Sefer Malachim Umilchamos. Or, or Milchamoseihim. The first four prakim are all about the king, and then the next couple of prakim are about the wars that he fights. At the end of that, we have 
the discussion of Melech HaMashiach. So in, in Perak Yud Aleph there, the second to last Perak in Mishnah Torah, the Rambam says that part of the Melech HaMashiach is, what is he going to do? Asil la'amod l'achzir machos beis David le'ashna ha'memshala ha'rishona u'bone mikdash u'mekabes t'chei Yisrael and uh, that is what the um, what the uh, is going to do. So bone mikdash that means there had to be peace already. There had to be peace already. But part of the king's job, the melech hamashiach, was earlier, is obviously to fight the wars of of Akla Yisrael and to bring them uh, to the state where the base of mikdash can be can be built. Uh, so David HaMelech was the king, so he wasn't. So the story is told in Sefer Shmuel that after a certain amount of wars, they were worried for David's life. Right? Rashi, though, in Parshish Pinchas, Asher Yetzei Lefnehem, Lo Kederech Malchei HaUmos. This is Chavzayin Yuzayin. Rashi. Lo Kederech Malchei HaUmos. Right? Jewish kings are not like non-Jewish kings. She Yoshvim Bebateyam Umeshalchin Eschai Eloseel HaMilchama. They sit in their nice, safe houses and they send their, their armies to war. Ela Kemosha Asisi no, like I did, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu went. V'chein b'David. David in Shmuel Alper Gircheski, hu yotzei uva lifnehem. After that, though, they, they asked him uh, not to go. Again, in the uh, in the Israeli army, it's always acharai. Acharai is how the all of the uh, mifakdim and the leaders are, right? They don't stay. They don't stay behind. So it's interesting that David here was in Yerushalayim. Maybe it was only afterwards because he was at the front so so uh, so often. And then they told him, as the Pesukim described in Sefer Shmuel, uh, that they want him back. Yoav himself is a very fascinating figure. He's one of the most enigmatic figures in all of Tanakh. We know Yoav did ama- some amazing things. He was a uh, uh, David's chief of staff, and he fought many wars, including right here on behalf of David Melech, but he also did a couple of things that made David Melech very upset, including killing Avshalom and um, the other um, people involved that he um, he took care of, and that's why at the end of David's life, David tells Shlomo, you got to take care of him. What happens, remember the Gemara in, Sota, in Makos tells a story about the end of, of Yoav. Makos Yudbez Amad Aleph. The Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda Amarav, Shtei Ta'uyos Ta'a Yoav Ba'osasha. Yoav made two mistakes, right? There's a drasha of Me'im Mizbechi. Me'im Mizbechi Tikachet Olamus. From the Mizbeach Tikachet Olamus. So, darshaning that Pasuk. The Pasuk says at the beginning of Malachim, where Shlomo was going to kill Yoav. Vayanas Yoav, Eloel Hashem, Vayachazek Bekarnos HaMizbeach. Yoav went and grabbed on to the corners of the Mizbeach. So, Ta'a, number one, Shino Kolei Delagago. There was a mistake. He thought, uh, it was known that only the top of the Mizbeach the Gag of the Mizbeach, if he's doing the Avodah there, Futavas Bakarnosa, if he was just Tophis on the Karnos HaMizbeach, as the Pazik says. And Ta'a Sheinokoli, tell him Mizbeach, Pais Olamim. And number two, that he thought, or it was, I'm sorry, it was the case that only the Mizbeach of the Beis HaMikdash has that power, Beis Olamim, as Rashi quotes, Mizbechi HaMiyuchad Li, Vuhutafaz Mizbeach Shel Shiloh. And he was Tophis the Mizbeach of Shiloh. Rashi notes, what do you mean, Shiloh? David Melech Shiloh wasn't Shiloh destroyed way earlier. Hachi Garcia says Rashi who tavas mizbeach shel bama sheasa David lefnei haaron shahaya ba'al shenadalo David biir David like we learned recently that uh, David Melech built built a big bama in near David kidach seva yonas yov alol Hashem umatzina b'diver hayamim sheasa David mizbeach lefanav as we just learned this is Rashi v'iyev shalomer mizbeach shel Shiloh shehu ayah b'yemei David u'shlomo right and that was uh, that was uh, much earlier and therefore there were these two mistakes that he made Abaya. Abai says there was a third mistake that Yoav made. If the Kohen is in the middle of doing the Avoda, 
Behu Zar Haya. And he was a Zar, right? He wasn't a Kohen, right? He was, um, right, within Shevet. Uh, but his mother was David's sister. I'm not sure about his father. But um, Amarish Lakish, but these were the, the, these were the mistakes that were made by by uh, Yoav, and it says certain mistakes that were made by the Saro Shell Asa. But even in Yoav's life, he's a fascinating figure. Um, you know, a number of people in, uh, in Tanakh have both of these, uh, have certain elements. Maybe Shimshon is another one that comes to mind in terms of um, how do you look at him? How do you look at him? The good and the, and the, and the opposite. Okay, so now we get back. So Yoav is leading this battle, um, and Vayach Yoav is Rabba Vayarsev, Vayikach David. And then David comes. If you look in Sefer Shmuel, in Parakid Beis, there are, there are details that are not listed here. Right? Details not listed here. What does it say there? Do, uh, there, Yoav sends back Malachim to David. And he says, Nilcham Tibaraba, Gam Lachadadi Asiramayim. I have, I have uh, captured the, uh, the area of the city that's called the Iramayim. But as so far as Yasaram gather them, because if I capture the city, they're going to call it that I won the battle. He wants to give David covet. He wants to give David the covet, and therefore he says, David, you come. So here David comes. David comes. David He takes the crown of the king off of the head. Of the king, it was very heavy. Uba Evan Yikara, very um, v- valuable stone in it. Vatihi al Rosh David, and it was on the head of David. and they have a lot of spoils uh, from the city. And it doesn't say here, but David Melach gave all of this to to get ready for the base of Migdash. The Gemara in Avodazara, uh and and the Mefarshim here on the page wonder this was sitting on his head. This is a very heavy crown. How did, it, how did it go on David's head? Right, very heavy. So the Radak says, well, maybe he just went on his head once in a while. It doesn't always wear it there. The Yesh Lomar says the Radak, Ki lo haisa rosho tamid, elo haisa rosho pa'am oshtayim, v'yocho l'sav l'sha achash haisa rosho. Once in a while, he could have it on his head. That's not going to uh, hurt him. Number one. Number two, that's the Radak. Uh, maybe the uh, Rashi, the Mefarish here, quotes from Hashem Chazal. Maybe there was a magnet that was above David and uh, like from the roof, and every time he put on the crown, so it really wasn't on his head. It was it was a magnet. Evan show Evis Haisaba, and there was a connecting magnetic force in the crown, and therefore it went, uh, and therefore it went up. Therefore it went up. Another upshot is that uh, the Gemara of Zara says there was. I'm sorry, that's the the Gemara says that there was a magnet. Uh, the other upshot that's given here by the Mafarshim is that it wasn't really Mamish on his head, right? It was above in the air, in the air above his head. Maybe it was suspended, it was suspended. Keter shall melech milamala al rosho. Right, it was in the air. Different shot to him exactly how it was on his head if it was so heavy. Okay, that's Amashar ba hotzi, and then David took out the uh, people that were there that were enemies that were trying to kill him beforehand, and they hired other people. This was the enemy. This was people who believed that the Jewish people should be wiped off the face of the earth. That's who we're talking about here. And if they got the, another chance, they would do it. So, out of self-defense, and to show others that was serious. So, Pashapsha means that he, he made a spectacle and he, he uh, destroyed their bodies, which is uh, unusual, unless it's, again, Pikuach Nefesh, and maybe trying to prevent others. Others say that the Das Mikra quotes that maybe just means that he made them do menial labor with these tools. Either way, that's what he did to Bnei Amon. According to the first pshat, um, maybe it was to teach to teach others. We find that sometimes in halacha about certain people. Obviously, they deserve they were chayav misa because they were trying to kill bnei Yisrael. But to do something above in a certain way, 
so that others could hear, right? We say, we know four times in the Torah, by four mitzvahs, at least, of Echol Yisrael Yishmu V'yiro, right? B'nai Yisrael should learn and take a lesson from, right? That's the four, the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us, Dalet Tzrichan Achraza. There are four people that when they're punished, Bezdin makes an announcement, makes an announcement and says that they're being killed for such and such, and what are those four? Zakin Mamre, Ben Sorer, Mora, Mesis, and Edim Zomimim. Those four. And the Ramban talks about this in Barzaki Seitse. And the Ramban notes by all four of those, the punishment, they're really not being punished just for their own crimes. Because if you think about their crime, so is that is that so worthy of punishment? Adam Zomimim. They didn't even succeed. Mesis, he tried to get the other person to do Avodazara. Zakin Mamre. He's L'shem Shamayim. He really thinks the other judges are wrong. It's the rebellious Zakein from the Sanhedrin. And ben Mora, as we know, Nidon, Al-Shem Sofo. So all of them have something related within their, their essence that doesn't really fit such an announcement, says the Ramban. To teach others, and so others don't fall in the trap. Because it's what they signify. And he guts into, the legal system is being undermined by Edom Zomin. The, uh, the, ju- the judicial system by the Zakin Mamre. Right? These are Averis that have pernicious underpinnings, and therefore if we let it go, so then um, there would be danger to the whole system. And that's why we punish them to show others. So maybe similarly here in Pasuk Gimel, well, we have the punishment that is meted out. So David goes back to Yishalayim, and again, another enemy that is um, pushed down, paving the way for the time of peace in the days of Shlomo. And plished him, the plished him again. The plished him again and again and again, 20 times throughout Shaul and David. The plished him started off. We mentioned the Vilna Gon in the last parak or the previous parak that the plished him, their, their hatred of Jews was about the uh, autonomy of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael, right? That's why they're against Adayom Azeh, and that's why they kept coming up and up and again. So there were the David Melech here fights the giants. In Plishtim, Asika, Sibchai, Hachushasi, Esipai, Mi'ilide, Herofam, Vayi, Kaneu. Right, the Gemara tells us in Sot, Adat, Membez, there were four, four giants who were descendants of Arpa, of Arpa. Yishbi Benov, Yishbi Benov, who's mentioned, um, Later on, and also stories about him elsewhere. And Sipai, that you have here. And you have Lachmi. Lachmi is in the uh, the next Pasik. And um, a six-digit, somebody, a giant who has six fingers and six toes on each uh, that are mentioned here. So these are all brother, or these are all descendants of Arpa. Sipai Miyalde, so Azhika. They fought these, these giants, and they were subdued. They hit Lachmi, the brother of Goliath, and his spear was like a, like a weaver's beam. Like a weaver's beam. But again, there, there are some midrashim that talk about that. Th- these are all code words for David. El Hanan is a reference to David. Ben Yair is a reference to David. But David fought. Some of the details of these wars, the Mafarish points out, are not mentioned as it was said in, in Sefer Shmuel. One of the battles in Sefer Shmuel, it says there that David Amalek was fighting one of the giants, and he got tired. And he got tired. And he had to have Avishai, I think it was, that came to, to help him out and save him. But that's not Lekavid David. And therefore, that detail is not mentioned here in the, um, in the, uh, the Prakam. That's, that's uh, later on, I think, the, uh, that part of the story. Um, 
but uh, that's why it is a letter. And Parachaf Aleph, there it is, all the way at the end. In Shmuel Beis Parachaf Aleph, we also have the story that uh, David got weak. Let me see if I could uh, just find it for a minute. The Yishpi Benov, Asher Bilidei Arafa, Mishkal Kino Shlosh Beos Mishka, Vachulu, Vayomer Lahako says David, Vayazer Lar Avishai Ben Sruya, Vayachad Aplishivayim Yiseyu. Right, they, he had to help out David. Oz Nishbu Anchi David Lo Lemar. That's where the Anchi David say Lo Teitzi Odi Tanabah Milchama Lo Tachabes Ner Yisrael. Right, you can't come out anymore. It's too dangerous for you. But those details are not mentioned here in Divrei Yamim because we cover it up. This is all pro David Hamelach. All pro David Hamelach. Interesting. The, the descendants of Arpa are listed here. It's a beautiful uh, Maimar in uh, Rabbi Lamb's Sefer on Moadim in Festivals of Faith, where he talks about the Pasik. He builds a whole drasha on the Pasik. Vatishak, when Arpa and Rus uh, were taking leave of Naomi, it says Vatishak Arpa la Chamota. Right? Arpa kisses her mother-in-law. Verus Davkaba, and Rus stuck to her. Right? Says Rabbi Lamb, that is the What's the um, the Maisa Avosimalabanim, so to speak? But that's that's Arpa, right? There is the title of this article is "There is Religion and There is Religion." Rabbi Lamb notes that Arpa only kissed while Ruth cleaved and clung. A very slight difference, you might say. True, but one which develops and unfolds through the centuries. The clinging and deep attachment of a Rus became the profound passion for truth and the noble clinging to the God of a David and of a people Israel. Right, Dvekus is connection. Rus had the connection to Naomi, she didn't let go. What Arpa do? She gave a kiss. Physical, external. The superficiality of Arpa, symbolized by the kiss, degenerates into the rabid and demonic wickedness of Agalias. The lukewarm attraction becomes the very cold antipathy. And Rabbi Lamb says, there are two kinds of religion. The kissing and the clinging. For there is religion and there is religion. There is B'nai Neshuka, and the B'nai Devuka, to use the Lashonos of Chazal. We are the B'nai Devuka from Rus, but other nations are the B'nai Neshuka. And Rabbi Lamb says, you got to be strong in your religion. He says, when he's giving a drasha on, on um, again, this was given in 5714, 1954, maybe to a, a, a shul that people came on Yisker Day. Do not make of Judaism merely a lovely tr- demonstration of sentimental, sentimentalism for dead parents. Don't come here just for an affectionate kiss to your parents' soul. Whoa. Come rather to cling and bind your souls inalterably to the eternal spirit with whom they have become united. Do not be B'nai Neshuka, to whom the reading of a list of names become metaphysically important and the wherewithal of Judaism. Become B'nai Devuka. Begin to live a life of Yisker, of remembering the Torah, source of our existence, and thus eternalizing the memories of your loved ones. Prove yourselves to be not B'nai Neshuka, lukewarm, superficial, weak Jews who come for Yisker and then run off before Musaf, deserting the synagogue and insulting God Almighty, be rather B'nai Devuka, who come to remain and then to return again more and more often until it becomes a regular habit. Amazing. Trey Lamb in the 1950s on the upper uh, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. But again, this is, and then we have these uh, these uh, giants that are fought again, all descendants of Arpa. Vati'od Melchama Bagat, and there was another war in Gat. Vahiti Ishmida, right? Describe the Esbosav Sheish Vashes Esrim Ba'arba, six toes and six fingers. Digits on each hand. He was also born. Sounds like Goliath. He cursed the Jews. These are the ones that were born to Rafa. And they were all 
defeated by David and his servants. Right, the story, the colorful story of Yishbi Benov is not mentioned here in the text. That's the story in Sanhedrin Sadihei, where David Amelech is led to a forest eventually, and he goes away, and, and Yishbi Benov is going to kill him, and he throws him up in the air, and he puts a sword under, uh, facing up with a point up, and then all of a sudden, Avishai, who had seen blood in the shower, knew that David Amalek was in trouble, and he takes David's horse, and he travels, and he's fine, he gets there just in the nick of time, and he sees David in the air, and um, he says, Shem Hashem brings David down, they start running away, and on the way, they had killed Arpa. Arpa had tried to kill uh, um, Avishai on, on the way. So on the way, the uh, on the way back, well, so on the way there, Arpa tried to kill Avishai, and Avishai had killed her. So on the way back, they mentioned Arpa's name. Yishbi Benov got weak. They were able to overtake him. That's the story, a very exciting story of Yishbi Benov. But again, all of these giants were taken care of by David and his servants, mostly in the text, but much also in the Torah, Sheval Peh. Okay, that takes us through the wars. Next parak we get into the counting the counting that David Amelach did.